Support for the Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RINKRAT. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T. All one word at manscaped.com. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T at manscaped.com. If that's if my math is correct, that's about 16 million balls. The Rink Rat Report podcast is also brought to you by Boston Pizza's new playoff menu developed using Fanalytics. BP has run the numbers to craft the perfect playoff menu, which includes our winged ribs, the new league leader in wings above replacement. Visit BP for puck drop tonight. All right, we're recording? Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the Rank Rat Report podcast. Um, that wasn't a very good intro for how excited I am after that game. Oh, my God. Jason, how are you feeling after that one? I, I am buzzing. I'm I'm living. I'm, I'm, I'm living. I'm laughing. I'm loving. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to living, say. Living, laughing, <laughs> loving. I, I live, honestly... laugh, lo- live, laugh, Leafs Nation. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly at a loss for words. I'm honestly just proud, proud of the way this team came back in the third period. Uh, we're going to get a little, yeah, like I honestly can't believe it because this, this game was a little bit less like the last game, I think, because it was last game. We actually got dominated throughout every, like we had no business winning that game, even in overtime this game, like man, in the third period, we Leon, like we Leon Edwards, this shit. If any of you guys watched UFC, like fifth round knockout, we freaking pulled it out of the fire. Come on, Leon, let's go. Pulling it out of the fire from the grasps grasps of the devil himself, just ripping the win out of their hands and just taking it for our own. What an electric, electric, electric victory. I couldn't have put it any better than what you just did there, Jason. This game was incredible. I, I cannot believe they won. And I I honestly cannot believe that we're saying that for the second game in a row. Yeah. I was honestly. ready to come on here and say, hey, you know. Still a 2-2 series, no matter what. Same thing I said after game one. No matter if they won seven, it went seven overtimes or whatever. They lost seven at one. It's still a 2-2 series. They played better, I thought, than what we did. Blah, 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 blah. I don't have to say that anymore. I could throw all those notes out. I could throw all those ideas out because they won. They pulled it out. Their big dogs came up huge. When you needed them, I I cannot believe this. I remember, I know your brother texted in a group chat and was like, "I just watched Leon Dreisaitl and Nathan McKinnon put their teams on their back and win a game. Must be nice because Matthews had zero so far through two periods in this game. And what did he finish with? He I had to have he had two goals, two goals, and I think an assist on the on the. Riley? No, I don't think he had. No, he wouldn't have. That was, so I think just just two goals. That was a great play by Marner. But but still, even even to that point of the big dogs stepping up, like how about Nylander and Marner? Like Nylander creating that that second goal, or yeah, the second goal to start this entire thing after being benched, after being freaking benched. Nylander comes out in the third period, gets that zone entry we've been looking for all game. God damn, it was impossible for us to get the zone, and he just drops it to Marner. Marner zips it across to Matthews. Bang, that's a goal. And then Mar- uh, Marner on, on the third goal on the power play gets the zone, puts it to Nylander. Nylander, uh, or I guess goes to Jordano, then Nylander. Nylander gets the puck, sees Matthews. Matthews tips it in. Goal. 
Like, and then finally, to cap it all off, O'Reilly wins the faceoff. Riley, I, I don't know what he, honestly, like, listen, I'm not going to bag on the guy. He freaking scored a goal, but that almost went, turned into a two on two on one there. He, he tried to chip the puck in, off the boards. He kind of fumbled it, but Marner wins the puck battle. Well, he gave, he gave Marner a terrible pass yeah. on that one. That was a two on one on two on one battle on long exactly. boards against yeah. Mitch Marner. And he was able to come out with that puck. Calm, that was- clean, gives him the puck. Riley puts it in the back of the freaking net. Thank you very much, Steven Stamkos, for that beautiful screen. Like, what a freaking game. And then to cap it all off, Nylander with the zone entry gets it, gets it to gets it in the zone for Kerfoot. Kerfoot gets the freaking tipping goal. Like, Giordano. Oh Giordano was having a tough game too. And he came up huge on that point shot. I mean, the big thing, and I think I don't know if I want to go into the overarching stuff right now. Let's just keep up with the vibe stuff. Like this, yeah. th- I, I cannot believe it. On top of that, you got three timely saves from Ilya Samsonov. One off the noggin in overtime from Steven Stamkos. One off the one-timer off the rush. Another one, I believe, down low. Like he he gave up four in this game, but I still thought he played pretty solid. Well, well there was maybe one goal on the the screen, the Alex Klor screen. Think. No, or third goal, the- maybe. No, sorry, that was fourth goal. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. It was the fourth. That was the fourth goal. I think that was the only one where he maybe he could have played it a little better. He could have looked around the screen a little bit more. He could have anticipated the screen a little bit more. But, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Uh, Justin Hall doesn't have a small ass. It was kind of hard to see around that. And it was a pin-perfect shot, too. So I wouldn't lay entire. It's a bad angle shot, but to look around that, that screen is pretty big. But outside of that goal, I thought he had a very solid game. This could have been downhill very quickly, too, if you think about it. The Leafs drew a penalty. You'd expect they'd build momentum off of that. They did not at all. They gave up a penalty shot on the power play. Like I, I want to look at the uh, I'm live reaction right now. Did the Leafs win the expected goals battle when they were on the power play? They did. I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> I think I think I think a penalty shot doesn't count, but a penalty shot is probably it's probably worth like 0. 0.6 to 0. 0.8 expected goals, depending on how much a no, how, it'd be 0. probably 3. less actually. Yeah, 0. 0.3. But yeah, 0. I, I was even watching that live. I was saying to my brother, I'm like, I'd rather them give the penalty shot here than they get the power play, just because like I think the percentage chance of Time scoring, was. yeah, mm-hmm. and like it also would have given it, it like extends our power play essentially, right? It's just the uh, instead of us losing a power play going for four minutes and then they have a power play for a minute. I'd rather the inverse where we get our power play for a minute and they just get one shot. It's Brandon freaking Hank. What can that guy do? <laughs> score, score 30 goals this year. <laughs> but actually looking at it, five on four power play, the shots, four shots against for Tampa when they were on the power play, it says it's even between two shots for when they're on the power play and two shots against and only one goal. Is this missing something? I, I felt like Tampa scored like four goals on the power play here. No, it was but, only one. And I the think, yeah, yeah, technically the Leafs like that was a horrible game for the power play. There, they had two power play goals in this one. Yeah, well, are well, you be, kidding me? To be fair, at the end, their power play played way better than the rest of the game. Like way, way oh, better. Yeah. That 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 power play on the like I was disappointed at the on the in the power play at OT when the first first line came off because. That was literally their best PP of almost of the mm-hmm. series. Like, and they just couldn't convert there. They were moving the puck really well. They got the zone fairly easily. Everything was just humming for them. And like, man, it's like again, like when when that stuff happens as a Leaf fan, when things are humming and it doesn't go in, it's that feeling of despair. It's just like, ah, we we missed our chance. Now what are we gonna do? 
But then out of nowhere, Alex Kerfoot. Who would have thunk it? Alex, Alex Kerfoot. Kerfoot. Dude, Alex Kerfoot. If you were to tell me in <laughs> January, if I were to tell you this, Morgan Riley is going to score the overtime winning goal in game three. I'm going to tie up the game in game four to send it to overtime. And then Alex Kerfoot in front of the net on the power play is going to tip the puck in to win overtime in game four. I would have told you you were on crack. I Absolutely. cannot like that. That's just the most like, like big. I don't know. It, it's it's guys that are not getting paid small amounts of money, but just coming up big when you absolutely needed them to. And if you go rewind on that Alex Kerfoot goal, there was a, a play. The puck was coming out of the Leafs end on the power play there. And it, I would believe it was Ross Colton. It was a decently sized player. I can't remember if it was Colton. Kalorn or Sorelli or whatever, there was a battle for the puck in the Leafs' end. It was them two chasing each other, and the Tampa Bay player was catching up to Alex Kerfoot, and he made a great play to get body position on that puck and win that puck battle. Because if he doesn't win that puck battle, then Tampa Bay has a good chance on the on on net there. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Like man, like oh god, good vibes all around. I I don't know where we're gonna go from here. We're kind of we're kind of just doing this right as the game just finished, so. It's a little more loosey-goosey than our normal episodes. We didn't really come up with an outline here. What do you want to get into? Uh, do you want to get into, like, the goal breakdowns almost? Uh, yeah, let, let's let's get into the goal breakdowns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to start so, it? Yeah. So goal number one was Nolachari tip from the point, correct? Yeah. So... I think that's just more so like the Leafs strategy. We've said this before, just more pucks on net, right? And then because you're going to win those puck, those battles in front, you're either going to get a good screen or you're going to get a good tip. And on the Noel Chari one, you got a good tip and a good screen from Justin Hall yeah. too. And if you rewind a little bit on that, I can't believe I'm saying that twice in within two minutes. It's got to sound lovely. But if you rewind a little bit on that, Nikita Kucherov has the puck in front of the Tampa Bay net. It squeaked out from a battle. He comes out with the puck. He's about to start breaking out the puck. What happened there? Ryan O'Reilly, out of nowhere, strips the puck, gets a good chance, misses the net, corrals his own rebound, and then feeds it to Justin Hall on the point there. That was a beautiful play. I thought that was going to get something beautiful started, but... Yeah, you know, unfortunately it didn't. The Lightning went out to score two more goals, but... You know, happens, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to touch on quickly one thing. Uh, Achari, I thought Achari had one of the best games tonight for the Leafs, other than the big, the the big dogs, in, like including O'Reilly, because it's not even the big four anymore. It's the big six. Let's mm-hmm. lump, let's lump in Riley. Let's lump in O'Reilly. Let's lump in the Rileys. Uh, um, but yeah, Achari, what a game from that guy! And it's crazy. Like credit where credit is due, man. Kyle Dubis, like we listen, we we called that trade. An episode or two of ours before it happened, Achari and O'Reilly to the Leafs. We freaking called that. All right. You called that. I did not. <laughs> yeah, we, we I, 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 you asked me about Noel Achari. I gave my comments on him. I'm like, yeah, he's it's fine. He's yeah, whatever. But- he's fourth line center. And then you're and then I believe you said, what if they they got both of him and Achari, a uh, him and O'Reilly? I was like, I don't see that happening, but sure. So that, well, was, that was all on you. I appreciate the credit, but yeah, um, 
we were talking about it. And like, man, what what an addition, not only these two guys, but again, including Matthew Nyes, what an addition, what an injection these three guys have been to this team. This team is nowhere where it is right now without those three guys. I'm telling you that right now. And and I, I know I want, I just started this off by touching on, on Achari and I'm going to bring it back to Achari, but man, he's, he's been fantastic for us. Like throughout, like he, he you can put him wherever you want. He kills penalties. Like, and, and it's, it's, oh my gosh. Plays defense. He does it does everything. And one one thing I loved from him. One thing I love from Achari's game tonight, especially he plays the right wing. So uh, so um, there were times where Victor Hedman, whoever whoever the the lefty was for Tampa, sometimes Hedman would be there. Whoever it was, um, whenever they get that puck, no matter what happened, he hammers them every single time. And I, I'm 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 gonna cut up the hits from Achari last night because goddamn he was he was he, he, even though they were still getting the puck. Into like deep into our zone, they're getting shots off. Achari just being willing to go through and finish his check on that defenseman makes them think for a second. And I, and I know for a fact when I go back, especially and look, if they're dealing with injuries, exactly. And and I know for a fact if I go back and look, there's going to be a ton of turnovers that were caught, not a ton, but there's going to be some turnovers as a result of the, that play right there. Because man, he was firing on all cylinders. I guess how? Oh my god! Actually, I gotta. I got to lump in another player on this one here. Go for it. So the Leafs hits leaders. Can you guess the number and who? Uh, Luke Shen. Luke Shen. How many? 13. Oh, my God. You said that was been, uh, yeah, 10. 10. Okay, close. Okay. Still good. Yeah. I knew it was a high. No, I knew it would be in the double digits. three shot blocks, and yeah. then Morgan Riley, four shot blocks. Yeah. He ate pucks tonight. Eight, oh, my eight. God. Eight, two he looks being the game. right now. He's got that nice shiner going. His bruise is probably all over his body. How do you do? But yeah, 10 hits for Luke Shen. And number two was Nolachari with six. So just, you love to see that little bit of grit. And actually number three was uh, John Tavares. He had uh, five. Yeah, that's that's someone maybe we can touch. Like, I, feel, I feel like we're kind of touching on who played really well for us tonight. And maybe we can touch on who we feel like needs to play better. Uh, maybe we, like that's, I think, for me, that's John Tavares, but maybe we'll get to that in a second. Any other players you yeah. think that played solid tonight that you want to give kudos to and like any notable? Let's get through the goals real quick. I think the second the second one was the the it, like you mentioned it great entry by Nylander to Marner, then to Matthews over there. Before that, if you go back there, like TJ Brody didn't have a great game. That was a fantastic pass by him up the up the gut to spring Nylander on that play there. Absolutely. Goal number three, another great play by Nylander, sends it in front, purposely not on net. Austin Matthews got lost a little bit behind the net there, trying to lose the defenders, gets right back in front, good position, and even better hand-eye for his second of the game to get the boys rolling, to get the boys back in it. Goal number four, as we mentioned, Mitch Marner along the boards, wins a battle against two Tampa Bay Lightning player. Fantastic screen in front from John Tavares. Morgan Riley just puts it in the correct spot. And then the overtime goal, Alex Kerfoot in um, not his office, but someone else's office. <laughs> yeah, it's now the With Alex the Kerfoot office, office. What a yeah. disgu- what a great play for him. Good, good. So I'll, I'll give you the second one. Who's another unsung hero for the Leafs? Um, I want to say Luke Shan, maybe. Uh, O'Reilly. Uh, here, the, here's the thing: the 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 top top the big six no longer the big four. The big six, they're Ooh. they're my heroes for tonight, right? And I already talked about Achari. I already talked about, uh, yeah, I talked about Achari. I guess the big six. You're saying Matthews, Nylander, Marner, yes. Tavares, yes, Ryan O'Reilly, Riley, and Riley, and Morgan Riley. Ooh. Yes, 
known Riley detractor. Listen, 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 listen. You're a, we here's, are huge Riley detractors. Here's the thing. You He's can, having himself a playoffs, though. You can have a terrible regular season. Morgan Riley could have been absolutely terrible this regular season and have a good playoffs. Both of these things can be true. Right? They're not, they're, they, they don't have to. Like one can last year, I thought he had a fine playoffs. Playoffs before that, I thought he had a fine playoffs, and he had bad regular seasons there too. I thought, yeah, not bad, but not good. Yeah, the the biggest thing I'm seeing from him is just his willingness to kind of shoot the puck from anywhere, and that literally is directed directly led to two goals. So, can I get into an overarching to jump around a ton? But it's all good. So, the overarching difference between this playoffs for the Leafs versus other playoffs is the net front. It's something that Kyle Dubas purposely addressed. The net front has been huge for the Leafs and it's been a massive difference. When you look at how, you know, before it was try to get, you know, hold the puck, try to get open, try to get good looks, which is what pretty much every team uh, gets like in the playoffs. It's that much tighter because the better players are playing that much more. And the line matching is that much stingier. We'll call it, on the, against the other team. You're getting best on best a lot more. When you have a good net front like the Leafs do, John Tavares, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, Nolachari in front of the net and tipping pucks. That was awesome too. Austin Matthews tipping pucks in front of the net. Like lots of net front options there. When you have that good net front, you're able to simplify your offense a lot more. Mitch Marner is one of the most skilled players in the league. He's one of the best playmakers in the league. If you watch a lot of his points so far this playoffs it's try to get the puck try to get open a little bit and fire it towards the net because there's a screen or there's going to be a tip and you're going to create a good chance from that or in the Leafs case you're going to create a goal look how many garbage goals they've scored over the last two games just Nolachari tip as I mentioned Austin Matthews tip in front of the net two games in a row Austin Matthews is one of the best shots in the league he's scoring more goals off the tip though right and then, and then obviously I'm missing the biggest one. Alex Kerfoot tip in front of the net. Morgan Crazy. Riley threw a screen in overtime. You're able to get these greasier goals because you have units in front of the net. And actually, you were saying John Tavares needs to improve. Like, I agree on a lot of facets of the game. Mm-hmm. He does need to improve. However, in front of the net, he's been awesome. He's been money. Exactly. Yeah. And and um, yeah. I, w- I wasn't trying to rag on him. I just want to again. I want to keep like listen. If you've been listening to us the entire season, you know that we'll be brutally honest about things no matter what. Whatever we see, we'll tell you. That's kind of our motto. That's kind of our mantra. We don't we don't like to cookie cut things. We don't like to sugarcoat things. What we see is kind of what you're going to get. And I hope that you think that we're we like to think that we're smart enough that we it's not just like overreactions to things. We have kind of like we have points, we back it up with evidence, things like that. So, um yeah, I'm not trying to bag on the guy, but uh yeah, like k- kudos to that point right there, because maybe the, I don't again. Kudos to, to Kyle Dubas for building the team like this, and and I guess kudos to Sheldon Keefe or or whoever it was on that team to identify and realize, hey, like we have good net front guys. Let's make more of an effort to. Now you're able to just go pucks on net, exactly. Let, let's 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 make an effort to actually and make the, do that. Make the game more difficult for Vasilevsky. Like yep. early in the game, it looked like oh Vasilevsky's dialed. Like he was only getting really clear shots. Like Austin Matthews had a couple good clear shots, but. There wasn't that disruption in front of the net. And then now at the end of the game, you're hearing a lot of people, ooh, Vasilevsky's off his game. It's like, okay, but how much more difficult is this game for him? 
He's not seeing anything. He's not like, and then the one clear shot he gets is off some very good pre-shot movement. Matthews to uh, Marner to Matthews into the back of the net. Like I like he's, he's having, he's struggling. Obviously the numbers are not good, but he's ha- like, they're not giving him a lot of help to see the puck. And it's funny because Tampa Bay's whole strategy is give uh, Vasilevsky that shot. And it's like, well, if you give him the shot and the tip and the screen, you know, not too many goalies are going to stop that. So, yeah, yeah, I'm and, flying. And, I'm and, flying right now after this. So, play. S- something interesting about uh, that 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 was uh, mentioned on the broadcast. Man, okay, first of all, side note: this broadcast was incredibly annoying to watch. Honestly, um, the 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 intermission panel was brutal. Uh, the pregame was brutal. Producers at Sportsnet step it up. Honestly, like, listen, you don't Sportsnet, like Lamont. No, listen, it's not that I don't like Derek Lalonde, but listen, if, if, we're, if we're spending the first 30 minutes of pregame giving fellatio to the entire Tampa Bay Lightning team, oh. like, like, what are we doing here? No, I'm sorry. Like, and then, and then half the, listen, I know, I know the Leafs played poorly in that first intermission, but like, they're like sucking off Sergachev for, for making a stretch pass that I make literally 20 times in men's league, bro. He made a stretch pass to an open guy. It's not amazing. Like, it's not like an amazing thing that happened. Guys do it all the time. And you know who absolutely blundered at the end of the game? Mikhail Sergachev. So suck on those. Um, but other than that, the, the one good thing that came out of this intermission was Derek Lalonde. And I, and I like I like Lalonde here because he gives like some insightful information as to kind of what Tampa Bay does behind the scenes. Because listen, respect to them. They are a good good team and have been able to build a good good franchise um, by being smart and being uh, analytic savvy and looking at looking th- at things under the hood and reacting to them. He said that they did a study in the lowest. It said we did a study. He was the lowest. So this is about Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky was one of the lower percentage goalies in finding pucks from the point, and they changed their entire D zone coverage as a result of that. So it's just like a little thing that, like, hey, Vasilevsky's not like now. We now we know like it kind of makes sense. Like we we've seen these goals from the point, and then, you know what? That that it's a little bit of confirmation bias right there. So uh, that was pretty cool to see. Um, so yeah, I don't even know how we even got to that point, but. <laughs> Um, having trouble seeing the puck from the point you're exactly 100% yeah, yeah right yeah so that that's yeah that, that's kind of where i was going with there uh any other guys you want to give kudos to at all um oh matthew nice for matthew. sure i don't know I, how we didn't i would have like you have to 100 give kudos to matthew nice there was a play that i clipped yeah i saw that in, on Twitter. Uh, that was that was sweet yeah where there's a puck battle he's waiting he's waiting waiting the puck comes out He's able to shield the puck from Darren Radish, like buys himself a ton of time, uses the Tavares battle that's going on there as a pick, goes around that and feeds a wide open Mitch Marner in the point for a, a nice one timer there. Like, and then in the beginning of the game, he's able to get that two on two rush where the Leafs didn't have any offense in the first period. And mainly it came from the only chance really came from that shot there. And then like even the prior game where he's able to get that point off the off the three on two rush there. Like he's been, he's, he looks good and he's winning the puck and he's getting he, like the ability to get yourself the puck as good as he does. Like it's just such an asset for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So he's been awesome. Um, Michael Bunting comes in back in next game. You're keeping Matthew Nyes in. That's There's not even a question. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like now you can look back and you, like, before the series, it was like, oh, will Matthew Nyes play in the first game? Blah, blah, blah. Frankie Corrado on Leafs Report made a good point. 
you know what, maybe it's easier for a forward. Like you, if you, if it's a 50, 50 tie, sit them in that first game. It's easier to come into the series after seeing and experiencing what's going on in there. And that's what's happened. And he's looked awesome. Now you can't take him out. Yeah, absolutely. It's and listen, if if Matthew Nyes is out of the lineup for next game, I am grabbing my pitchfork, I'm grabbing my torch, and I am storming. I'm storming Scotiabank Arena. Storm MLSC headquarters. Like to get Sheldon Keep out of there because if he scratches Matthew Nyes, I have no idea what we're doing. I'm sorry. Uh just the way that Sam Lafferty has played, even Zach Asteris hasn't been that good. Like, there's no reason. They've both been bad. There's literally no... Aston Reese had one good backhander, but that's about it. Here's the thing. I, I think Zach Aston Reese, just like uh, like uh, stylistically style of play, is probably a better fit for your fourth line just because he's good defensively and he won't mess up. Um, mm-hmm. And he'll probably fit better maybe with a Michael Bunting than... Actually, maybe Sam Lafferty might fit better offensively than Michael Bunting, but defensively in our own zone, I'd much rather have Zach Aston Reese in yeah. our zone with David Camp instead of Sam Lafferty. So um, Lafferty does a good job of like getting to the puck first and like continuing cycles. However, he doesn't do that consistently enough. And now this is, I believe, the second or third game in a row where he is last on the lease and expected goals for percentage. Yeah, it's it's not even a question right now who needs to come out. If anyone comes out, honestly, like I don't even know yeah. if they're going to take anyone out because my. Last thing I want to get, last person and or I guess person player whatever. Last person I want to give kudos to was the referees tonight. They did, they were good. The referees were were good. They they refed a good game. I thought there was no like actually like listen why, the because McKin- why because they gave us a power play. No, well, okay, I'm sorry. Well, like if that wasn't a power play, I would have gone nuts. Oh, Sergachev was died, dove at Nylander's legs there. What what is that? Not a tripping? I don't I don't know. No, that's a trip. Yeah, so like. <laughs> Like, uh, and on top of that, he had the puck in the dangerous area. So, like, that's one of those things where, like, the refs, like, I know they don't like to call things in overtimes, but that's one of those obvious ones that they should and, and do call in overtime. Um, but, yeah, no, they they, they, they were good tonight. Like, I, I thought, like, listen, they were not letting Tampa get away what they normally would get away with in the scrum, and that's that's right. Like, Sergachev got the extra for randomly punching Brody, and that's, that's like, he was shocked. But, like, listen, like, the scrum was dead. You can't he didn't. It was a four-on-four four after that. Did he? Didn't he? Oh yeah, you're right. It was a four on four. I'm thinking yeah. that it was that was that was a that was, that one. made no sense. Yeah, that, that one was bad. one, yes. And then they, and then to counter it, they gave Jake McCabe a penalty for being the first one to punch him in the scrum as well. Like that made sense. The the, the Sergeyev Brody one was a little weird. Yeah, that like, that okay. one was weird. But uh, the like the Hedman roughing was fair, and then Jake McCabe kind of listen. Yeah, whoever shot that puck there, that was a little late, and. Jake McCabe, listen, I, I'm okay with Jake McCabe taking that penalty. Stand up for your goalie. Yeah. Maybe maybe didn't have to break his stick on him. That probably hurt, but yeah. <laughs> I still I love um, I love the vibes around it. Yeah. I didn't get this tweet up quick enough when you were talking about Vasilevsky and uh, seeing pucks through traffic, but Rob Garrison at goalie underscore score school on Twitter had this to say on April 18th. Leafs should try to get lots of shots from above the circles on the PP like the Nylander goal. The high stance Vasilevsky uses can be vulnerable on screens, and that's the closest you can get to him with get to him with him in that stance. How many screen goals? We're lots. Right? A ton of screen goals. And there's also something I yeah, I kind of noticed when Vasilevsky kind of looks like like he has his like chin up when yes. he looks. So that's, I don't know if um, that's like a, that's something that like, he's the best, like 
he's the best goalie in the world. So like, it's like, you kind of look past things like that, but when you have your chin at that angle, you actually don't see as well. Jamie Phillips on, on Instagram did uh, a little like study on it. And he was mm-hmm. like, just because he's the, he does it. He's one of the best goalies in the world. Doesn't mean it's the best way to do it. And doesn't mean you should do it. Uh, mm-hmm. But that is like an ineffective thing to do essentially. Interesting. So, Interesting. so yeah, uh, they're getting to him. They're but, getting and, to him. And then we, again, that's... how many other goalies would they not get to playing like this? Seriously, like there, there were also man. He's made some. Also, it's crazy because he's made some fantastic saves too. You're right. Like it's like, uh, yeah. Any other goalie, I feel like the score would probably be higher. But nevertheless, we're here against uh, Vasi. So, yeah, yeah. Um, any other players that's you want to give kudos to tonight for the Leafs? Um. Yeah, like I would say, you, you mentioned him earlier, Luke Shen throwing the body, knocking guys down left, right, and center. Um, that looks awesome, I would say. Uh, in terms of other guys, I think that I think seems like really we nailed them, them. I, Like Nylander, again, like the up and down game he had. Like game three, I thought he was up and down. Did some things well that the other players on the team weren't, and that was like gaining his own, getting shots on net. A lot of people weren't in game three. Game four, he was having another tough one. They switch up the lines. Like after he got, he took an offensive zone penalty, got scored on. They switch up the lines. They put him with Matthews. I mean, when you look at the five on five time too, overall, they gave Matthews 1950, Marner 1903, and Nylander's all the way down at 1149. Like they didn't use him as much because they were not impressed. But at the end of the game, when the final horn sounded, he had three points in this one, including an assist on the game-winning goal. Yeah, massive game. They massive. turned it like turned it around pretty good. Played very well. Um, well, in the third period, he played very well. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully we can like I, I think these lines are optimal. I've been saying awesome, Matthews, Mitch Marner's optimal, but I mean your Nylander Tavares has been horrible so so uh yeah i i think i think we should still stick with what we're doing in game two game what we started with this game as well heading back home because i think it's a little different i think it's a little easier to get your cookie ozone ozone face-offs for those guys against tougher opponents or sorry against easier opponents uh for the the uh nylander jt line at five on five so um i think the biggest thing though is just haven't they haven't been good though that's the thing like they've been bad <laughs> yeah that's true that's true i guess i don't know i i think i would still stick with it um and then listen i i feel like this is a good we have a good fallback plan if who pits the fan obviously what? so what What's we just what we did what we did tonight oh maybe but anyways I, my, my theory is that it works better at home than it does away because um, at, at away, it's tough. For, uh, yeah, I, I see what you mean. It's tough for me to judge, though. I mean, one game was seven three, the other was seven two. Like that's true. That's true. They're both but, kind of garbage. Another ar- overarching point that I forgot to did I make the point about how the about the big guys? No. Just how, like, you are paying massive amounts of money to certain guys on this team, offensive players on this team, correct? Yes. Some of them are revered as one of the best players in the like some of them are revered in the top top players in the entire world. If they aren't going, you're not going anywhere. That tonight just showed it. What happened on the second goal? Like who was on the second goal? The big guys. 
Who was on the third goal to get them back in it? The big guys. Who was assisting on the fourth goal? The big guys. Like, we've complained about depth scoring in the past, but if your best players are not playing to that level, the depth scoring almost doesn't matter because, like, your best best on best almost, like, you want to give a little bit of an edge to your best players over their best players and then get a little bit of an edge to the bottom half of the lineup there, which is what happened tonight. Like, tonight, tonight just showed, like, the, the, the best players can come up big and, on this team, and they Absolutely. were... And they did in crunch time. That was yeah. really nice to see him, and it's nice to see, and it's something we've only seen twice in the past God knows how many years. I would say game five last year in the second half of the game, in the third period they came up big, and then game four against Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's the game four against Columbus, and yeah. Yeah, they game did five, it. Game five was uh, Nylander tied it, and Matthews got the game winner Yeah, for Martin. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't even know where to go from there. Yeah. I, Just I, a massive yeah. win. I yeah. I cannot believe it. What one thing I do want to touch on is I think there were some players didn't play well tonight, obviously. Like listen, first first two periods for William Nylander were terrible, but he he earned his Turn way off. Around. He earned his way off this list is what I'm gonna is what I'm gonna say. Um, yeah. who didn't really earn their way off the list is the pairing of Brody. Or sorry, uh Brody also kind of didn't have a great game tonight. And I think no, he, had, he had a poor game last night too. Um, but I was going to say the pairing of Hull and, and, and Gio, they, they don't look too good together. They got me honestly a little worried. They're, I mean, they, they look terrible. Like they're giving up super easy zone entries. That third goal. I know you said that uh, it's funny because it feels like we've been off on, on the goalie uh, who, who should be defending who on the goalies for this playoffs. But on that third goal, I, 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 I can see how you're saying the screen of of uh, Sammy probably could have looked around and defined it, but I'm sorry that that goal does not happen if if you don't just literally give a free zone entry to Killorn and. Uh... So what happened on that one before that? That's a bad change from the D. The puck didn't get in very deep. Our D changed. I think it was Riley Shen changed, and so then Giordano Holer trying to come off of the bench and take away that zone entry. That's why it was so wide open, and it's happened a few times now. You can't really tell because of the camera angle, the way that the camera goes. But we've had a couple really bad D changes when the puck isn't deep enough, and it's resulted in rush chances happen, rush chances happening the opposite way. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, I, okay, I guess I maybe missed that, but still. And let's I, confirm, because we've been back and forth. Yeah, Kalorn scored the fourth goal. The third goal was Steven Stamco- off Steven Stamkos' foot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that pissed me off, honestly. His Sally kind of anyway. Sorry, that that's Sally pissed me off. But um, it's uh, there's no pictures on the score sheet, brother. Jason's having a bit of a cough attack, but yeah, that one Hedman wasn't looking anywhere near the net on that one. He knew exactly what he right. was doing, right off Stamkos's foot. Yeah, good place. Maybe not there. off of his foot on purpose, but he was looking for the stick. But you know what? Goal's a goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this game, this game was a tale of two games. The first two periods and then the last two periods. The Leafs did not play well in the first two periods. Why and what happened there? What was your view on why they didn't play well? Because we're all happy right now. We're hyped up. They won. However, there was two stories to this game or two sides to this game, we'll call it. So let's break down both so, of those. So you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but what I saw, there was two major factors, right? And and both both of these factors were in our transition game. We could not 
get clean zone entries for the life of so us. A continuation from game three. Yeah, and we couldn't get clean exits for the life life of us. And I think those two, those two things kind of play hand in hand. I don't know, like this Plays is like to the hand what you were saying, Giordano Hall. Yeah. So the biggest thing I notice is that what our defense are on the puck in our own zone, and it's almost like well, what even when they have time, it's not even like when when they're being pressured, they don't skate. It, and it sounds I hate saying something like that because it yeah. kind of sounds silly, but like it's almost like you're right. They, they 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 get on their skis. Their 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 skates are like literally pointed <laughs> forward, locked in. Their like feet are on the ice, it's like on their skis, and they're just looking up ice and they're looking to make that pass, which is good. But if you just take two steps up ice and you just move your feet while you're doing that, it forces that forward on on Tampa to forecheck you, and then creates so many more opportunities for you. The problem is is that they never the RD are not creating that for our forwards. So then in turn. It makes it so much harder for our forwards to gain zone entries because the neutral zone is so clogged. It's it's like these two things go hand in hand. And then on top of that, the neutral zone is so clogged, our forwards feel like they always have to dump the puck in. But that's not the case. A lot of the times, there's opportunities for you to stick handle the puck and get the puck in the zone using your speed, using your strength, and using your like just using the space that Tampa sometimes is giving to you. Just, Do you think they did that more so in the second half of the game? Yeah, that's, that's I feel like, where our strength was in that game. It's like, that's as the game went on, we were getting good looks at getting into the zone. And if you look at all at almost all of the goals, I guess other than the, no, e- even the overtime goal. So other than the, the, the power play goal that was off the faceoff, which, hey, if you listen to our that's last another episode, point. you know that's, that's an important point. That's the fourth goal. <laughs> it's important. It's Fourth important. Goal within seven seconds of a playoff win. Exactly. It's 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 important. So other than that goal, I believe all of our goals were off of clean zone entries where we stick handled the puck into the zone, found the space, created lanes, and scored. I agree. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was one pretty funny. Bad attempt. I agree with what you mean. Like the Leafs get on their cross country skis and they just stand there, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but there was one funny attempt where, like, Luke Shen did try to move the puck up the ice, skate the puck up ice, try to get a zone entry, which is what we've been asking for. But however, got to kind of use your common sense. It was Luke Shen trying to do that at the end of a shift. That was at the funny. end of a long shift, and he which, just got stripped and went back the other way. Stick handling? That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I that love was that. really bad. Uh, you know what? It was bad, but we didn't get bit, bit for it, so I'm I'm okay with it. It was on, That was honestly... Oh, come on. Process was, over... Process over results. Yeah, that's, that's shouldn't true. Be, shouldn't be doing... Luke Shen should not be doing that at the end of a shift. You're absolutely right. Honestly, that, that also... Almost why I say Luke Shen shouldn't be doing that, but... Yeah. But that, that you're right. Process over results because that's my motto. Like me liking that flies in the face of everything I've spoken uh, like on this podcast over the last four years. But the vibes are immaculate, dude. The vibes are immaculate. So I, I, I'm like, it's tough to be critical of uh, many players this game. Um, and yeah, uh, and love Luke Shen's game. So um, Hell I, don't yeah. where, I don't know where I'm going with that there. But uh, <laughs> any, anything else for this game? Like, um. Yeah, as I mentioned, I mean, bottom two guys for expected goals for percentage, Sam Lafferty, David Kampf, William Nylander, actually third last. And then fourth last is Zach Aston Reese. So if you're wondering where Michael Bunting could potentially slot in, or if he slots in, take a look. <laughs> take a look, y'all. Yeah. Uh, Stephen A. Smith meme. Yeah, it's but, it's, it's Zach, it's Zach Aston Reese or Sam Lafferty. It's not even a question. But 
yeah, it just all depends on what Sheldon Keith thinks of the offici- officials. Honestly, I, I know that sounds crazy, but like, no, they, yeah, okay. they've been good. And Maybe. like, do you, do you want to risk getting on the bad side of the officials because like, bunting is going to be? That, I like, think that's fine. Honestly, I think he'll be fine. What we need to do is get a roll of a roll of hockey tape, and every time that guy goes on the ice. Rip a, rip a strip and like pretend like you're going to bed. Like I, I don't know if anyone else uses melt tape before they when when they go to sleep. Helps helps uh helps you out a lot. Helps me out a lot. It's funny actually though. Like a lot of people will think that's ridiculous. I saw Sports Illustrated like they tweeted a graphic. Literally, they put out a graphic that said this coach says that he sleeps with his mouth taped. Yeah, it just forces you to breathe through your nose. Like, well, yeah, it's it's which bring through your nose at night is good for you. Yes. Side, gets, side tangent there. It's gets, not a ridiculous thing. Get some more oxygen. Yeah, that's why I do it. Uh, I can't more- do that because my nose is like f- messed up. So. <laughs> Fair. I wish. Uh, uh, but yeah. Um, I don't even know where I was so you think So you think Matthews Marner will be together next game? To start, yes. Okay, to start. That's a good caveat there. If, if shit hits the fan... Uh, like we're gonna see the black. I, th- I think the I think he'll keep them apart. So we'll we'll keep those differences there. Um, yeah. In terms of other lines, I mean, Nice Riley Ochari, Achari. So oh, then our other important part: where does Michael Bunting slot in? Fourth line. It's not even a question. Listen, like you you cannot you cannot under any circumstance have John Tavares, William Nylander, and Michael Bunting as a line, no matter what. No matter what, mm-hmm. no matter what. That's an interesting and, one. I do wonder if he tries to put Bunting Matthews Marner together. I listen. I that I think that's playing with fire. I think Yarncrook has earned his keep. I think that first mm-hmm. line for us has been the most has been by far the most consistent line for I, us through throughout throughout the, this time that Michael Bunting's been suspension or sorry suspended. Mind you, small sample, obviously, but you're three yeah. and zero without Michael Bunting. Yeah, like uh, um, just like Sabermetrics, the the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup Final are zero and one without Luke Shen. Yeah, exactly. Two so, and oh, two and zero oh with. So take that, Frank Saravelli, Mister Michael Bunting's gonna be the highest paid player this this free agency. One of the most ups- <laughs> listen. I love Michael Bunting. I think he's still a great player, and I'm not. I'm. I. I. I feel bad. We're kind of poking fun at him here, but like that is the most insane take of all time. I'm sorry. Like. The, uh, Anyways, it's for another day. It's for the. It's for off season chatter. We're not. We're not in off season mode <laughs> yet. So, um, no. Yeah, like let's uh, uh, next game. Another thing. Do you think Nylander's back on the first power play? No, no, because this the the first for power... entries wise. I was saying, I would uh, think maybe, but because the entries were tough. Here, here's how you solve it, Mor- Morgan Riley. You know you can skate into the zone yourself. You don't For have sure. to drop past it every time. That's. I feel like that's how you yeah. solve it. But also at the same time, maybe a half chip along the boards, kind of thing, yeah. like yeah. as opposed to just trying to look to pass it, like a half little chip where you're the guy on the other side skates into it, um, you know, instead of a whole whole ass dump in. So maybe that's a possibility there. Yeah, yeah. So um, they they could do that too. I, I think there's things that they could change tactically for the zone entries. I wouldn't focus too much on those. I think most more importantly, it's how they're playing in zone, and I think the Ryan O'Reilly in the bumper spot is working. Um, so yeah. yeah, I like it. There's that. Um, there was also 
Oh my god, I had it on the tip of my tongue, right on my head, and again, I forgot. Yeah, it's it's fine. I'll, I'll let I'll let you think about it right now as I talk about why I think. Listen, William Nylander on the first power play, I like it. It it works, but again, like we scored our OT winner because of our second power play, and I know that's not this might not be a popular opinion. I think the first power play should obviously be playing the majority of minutes, but just to have that ability to have a second power play that actually has a punch, I think William Nylander on his own on the second power play is like a thousand times more effective than what Ryan O'Reilly would be on his own on the second power play. If you know yeah. what I mean? Cause like Nylander plays around the perimeter, like his position is to be around the perimeter on the flanks and you're going to be having the puck majority of the time. Whereas O'Reilly, he was probably going to be net front in those situations and it's going to be on those guys. And we don't have William Nylander. We don't have uh, Mitch Marner. We don't have Austin Matthews to get those pucks to those dangerous areas for Ryan O'Reilly to finish up the job. So yeah. that hopefully you were able to were you able to come up with uh, what you're gonna say there. Well, I try. I'm to not sure, but I do know. Like you did see in the overtime on the power play, they did their two looks. They did a point shot, didn't work. Came back out, came back in, and then you saw them feed Mitch Marner along the the half wall, kind of, and he got the puck. And you were expecting, oh, he's gonna go back to the point and they're going to try to funnel it towards the net on another point shot there. Instead held it, held it, held it, got it. To, it was able to get it to John Tavares and Tavares made a great play skate to uh, skate to stick and on net and Vasilevsky made a good save there. Um, the point that I was thinking of still not coming. It's all good. Um, so, uh, changes for next game uh, defenseman, maybe uh, do this. Oh, that's, good- this is what it was. I said it's an advantage to the Toronto Maple Leafs when they were down 4-3. I said it's an advantage to the Leafs, actually, that Tampa has gone with a passive four-check because the Leafs have struggled to break the puck out all game. And now you're allowing them to break the puck out, and it's getting a little bit more dangerous. So maybe if Tampa, like, knock on wood, but if Tampa is able to get up in a game, you're not going to see that passive four-check again. Yeah. You're you're right because that's part of the reason why they were playing like that is because they were up essentially four one. And how how about the biggest yeah. biggest receipt of all time? The biggest I don't know Uno reverse I don't know what to call it. But Brandon Hagel in the third third period. You're pretty much doing the same thing. I'm not surprised the score is four one going into the third period. I mean, we thought last game we played good enough to uh, win that game. Um, knew we had to just step it up a little bit more, and we did that, and uh, results kind of going our way. Hey, Mr. Hagel, do you like apples? Because how do you I like them say. apples? How do you like he them? did say it. it's right here? So yeah, funny that Brandon Hagel would say that he's been a very memeable character. We'll call it throughout this series. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of anything else in this game, I think we'll just see where does Michael Bunting slot in? Because I believe he will slot in uh, who comes out in favor of Michael Bunting. Will Matthews Marner be together or will it be Nylander Matthews and uh, Marner Tavares, which I still think they're going to keep O'Reilly on his own line there. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I guess just like the, the number of dumpins they do uh, through the neutral zone and their ability to break the puck out. It's going to be some things to, to watch for, but solid game from the big guys, solid game from your goaltender as well, who came up timely, timely saves. And that's yeah. about all I got. Yeah. I think I think you hit everything there. Do you one one last thing? I think. Do you think Lilligren draws in? I feel like probably no, just because I don't know how you can justify. I don't think so. Him coming in, especially in, in this situation, I feel like this is the this would be the wrong time to change things up. So, 
Uh, yeah, yeah I, don't I, I don't think so either. Okay. They lost the game like 5-1, maybe. Story. Yeah. But they it was a big comeback victory. I think they're they're going to try to keep the band together. Massive. Right? Massive, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's all we got for today? Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Goalie skull.